When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Hey, coffee drinkers. Are you tired of the same old morning routine? Well, check out the Roaster's Choice subscription from kingscoastcoffee.com. The Roaster's Choice is an ever-changing, fresh new take on coffee. It's a great way to try some of the most diverse and exotic offerings from around the coffee world. So head on over to kingscoastcoffee.com and shake up the way you wake up. Hey, coffee drinkers, are you tired of the same old morning routine? Well, check out the Roaster's Choice subscription from kingscoastcoffee.com. The Roaster's Choice is an ever-changing, fresh new take on coffee. It's a great way to try some of the most diverse and exotic offerings from around the coffee world. So head on over to kingscoastcoffee.com and shake up the way you wake up. Welcome into episode nine of Coffee and Chill. I'm No Sleeves, joined by my co-host Kesso Paguni. Kesso, we're going to start it off like we do every week. Tell me about your weekend. What's going on? Hey, uh, it was a pretty chill weekend. Um, you know, Thanksgiving was on Thursday. Had a long break. I uh, had two days off work. Thanksgiving's always great. You know, spend some time with the family, um, and then did some festive stuff. Uh, we put up three Christmas trees in the house. We have uh, three. Uh, designated different trees with different themes. Um, our living room tree is colorful. Our dining room tree is a Christmas tree farm. And then we have a Christmas tree down in the basement, Disney themed. So my fiance thought it was a great idea to put up three separate trees this year. So uh, yeah, we did some festive uh, activities. Well, you're hella married and it hasn't even happened yet. I mean, wow. we've been together 10 years, man, right? <laughs> oh, been... fair enough. Which it's coming up. The big day's coming up. Less than two weeks, man. Let's go. You amped? I am really excited, dude. Dude, listen, it's going to be great. So uh, we have, we got really lucky. Our caterer just won uh, Chef of the Year in Pittsburgh. And it's Dang. like Italian, fu- Italian food. Going to oh, be amazing. Go. We have a cannoli bar, dude. It's going to be awesome. Bro, we had my venue had like crazy options of the entrees and things like that. But then we had like an 11 p.m. like option. And mm-hmm. one of them was literally, I kid you not, a wheelbarrow of McDonald's cheeseburgers. That's genius. Dude, at 11 p.m. at this insane venue, and they just roll this thing in. It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I was so, dude, you were going to eat well. The the wedding, one thing I will say is this throughout the day, you need to remember this. Take time to just look around because because you two are the focal point. You're not going to be able to go four steps without talking to someone, and then it goes by like that. So, just a little, I guess, uh, wedding pro tip. But. We've hey, got wait, real to talk quick, about. Though, don't you think people should do that more though? Because like I remember years ago talking about like, yeah, if I was gonna get married, I'd have like Chipotle, McDonald's, oh, yeah. and stuff. Like it'd be Absolutely. like, a, I don't know if you remember whenever Donald Trump had uh, like the national championship <laughs> team to the White House, <laughs> yeah. and he had McDonald's. People made fun of him. <laughs> Donald Trump was on to something. Dude, he was. <laughs> he was. <laughs> All right, there's no clear segue from Donald Trump into Chell, but here yes, we go. There is. 
I mean, I'm sure there is. But uh, so we got 11 new master sets in the NHL uh, under 22 event, which we both deemed as the best event EA has ever done. And I think we're still in that camp. Um, But uh, give me your overall thought on this week compared to last week. So compared to last week, I um, similar to last week, there are a lot of usable cards here whenever they're Mm -hmm. upgraded. Um, Mm -hmm. I think last week I built three or four did the Mm -hmm. same exact thing this week there's not a lot of players you can go wrong I've liked um there's a mix between speed and height you know perfect combination of players there's a maybe a meta goalie in here compared to last week Mm -hmm. um I've liked the player choice um as I've mentioned before me pronouncing these players names uh goes terrible but Mm -hmm. um I, I really like the player choice I don't know how you felt about it I um so I did like a prediction and mm-hmm. like I got like seven out of eleven and some of them I was pretty stunned with. But I'm not upset by them. Uh to be honest. Like I think more at Cider should have been one. And then everyone is like, you know, where's Lucas Raymond or even William Eklund from the Sharks? The one I'm kind of chapped about, and I'm not really even that bothered by, but I'm a little annoyed, is that Bedard got one and Shane Wright didn't. Okay. Uh, just because it doesn't really make much sense. Shane, Connor Bedard is two years away. Uh, Shane Wright is the consensus number one pick this year. Uh, but I guess they did give him the the team of the week, that under-20 team of the week thing. So I'm not upset with any of the choices. And uh, it did kind of make sense. All right, let's discuss. I got, dude, so <laughs> I made a video ranking the the new master sets, okay? And I'm in total agreement with you. They're, they are very balanced, almost it's so funny because we're so conditioned to find the meta one. I mean, more questions, like the, the views I get on all my videos, the ones that always seem to get the most um, engagement or views and watch time is when I rank new master sets because everyone wants to know, okay, I can only pick one. What's the one they want to be told to want to pick, mm-hmm. right? It, this event as a whole was very difficult to differentiate between any of them because they're all super similar. There's a yeah. couple that are uh, that are clearly the worst of the bunch but the thing that is when when you say one is worse than the other everyone takes it as you saying that card is crap when that's not the case at all all 22 of these are among the best in their position essentially or very close not include if you take away like lemieux and gretzky and x-factor mcdavid for example but all of them could be in your lineup for sure no no matter what team you have all right so I, i ranked the 11 this week and I think in terms of longevity, I want my audience to make these decisions because I think that a lot of people, while they can get seven of these because they're so cheap to make, about 50K now, 83's dropped in price, which I'm kind of stunned about. We're going to talk about the market later on because there are some crazy things happening with it. Um, but 83's dropped to where you could basically make each one for 50K by making that seven set, like where you trade in seven and you can choose whatever one you want. Mm-hmm. And you could do it for about 50,000 coins. So everyone is, uh, I've, I've seen a few people make a few of them, but the problem is people aren't understanding that these collectibles can only be earned by being made really outside of like the nine or 10 that you can make just by playing the game. I don't remember the exact amount, but there's not an exceptional amount, but there's enough. Um, so you're gonna have to pay quite a bit. So if you have four, like that's 300,000 coins each. And I think yeah. a lot of people, because they get access to them, they see the shiny card art and, you know, they've got an 86, but he, they just assume, they, they know that he can go up and they assume there's no cost tied to that. So you can really still only make one or maybe two if you stretch things uh, in terms of if you're free to play. So when I'm ranking this second week, I was really kind of trying to hammer home that, well, 
you can get in on the 86s, which is phenomenal. And you can pick whatever one you want for 50,000 coins, which I pray is what they do every week, every event going forward. That's, we don't know that. We have no insider info if that's going to be the case. But we have voiced our opinion on please keep this event style going forward. Um, I started out my ranking number 11 with Cole Caulfield. And okay. here is the reason why. I knew, I, dude, I went on a two-minute tangent at the beginning of the video being like, I understand most of my audience is, Quebec, is in Quebec. You guys are going to hate this. I'm going to get slammed in the comments. And if you're a Canadians fan, I 100% think that you should make this card because he's going to be one of your favorite players for the next decade. However, if we're talking about Hockey Ultimate Team and you only get one, Caulfield is just not it, and I will explain why yet again. At five foot seven, he is a complete liability in his own zone. There is no way that a five foot seven player will ever be useful defensively. He just won't be. Now, that being said, his speed is not 99. It's 94, I believe. His agility or acceleration is 95, and then his, uh, um, his acceleration is 95, and I believe his agility is 99, which are all phenomenal among the best in the game right now. But here is the issue if you were spending 350,000 coins to make Cole Caulfield, he is, at, even if you've got him up to his max, he is not better than mckinnon he's not better than pasta he's not better than kairu he's not better than panarin it, there is just so he's not better than stamkos he's not better than eichel so there's already so many that he is behind that a lot of you already have probably two or three of these cards that you're going to spend three hundred thousand coins for a card that is lesser in value and is capped at 92 that was my reasoning behind him being the least ranked. I'm not saying he's a bad card right now because Howie Morenz on the left-hand side is still one of the better cards and very useful right now. But as the bigger players creep up to that 92 or 93 speed, Caulfield becomes completely useless. Not useless, he loses his advantage. Agree or disagree? So I'm in complete agreement. And uh, okay. so the first week, and I'm just making a player comparison here with the mm -hmm. Bedard, right? Yep. Bedard, I believe, is 5'9 or 5'10. 510 i used him for about a week sleeves mm -hmm. um i was getting knocked off the puck the slightest hit so i could not imagine using cole caulfield mm -hmm. um because i feel like no matter what if somebody breathes on you you get destroyed yeah. um and then whenever you compare him to the other options that you have available you just compared him yeah. to a lot of the x factors that were available even looking at the current set right you have kirby yes. doc he's only about four speed lower than caulfield and yep. he is nine inches taller he's got a solid nine inches on him Yep. um the other one uh who was it there's another right-handed uh cousins six foot yep. three similar yep. speed in excel um it's just these players that are coming out in the same set are head and shoulders above caulfield and yep. it was kind of funny i was streaming uh hot champs today and people people have been asking you know like what do you think of the set and stuff and somebody's like oh caulfield's the best one i look at the guy's uh twitch name and it's suzuki to caulfield i'm like okay yeah. that guy's not biased at all yeah you know? like I understand completely. Like I would say, I don't. I don't know if there's a region, like one specific region in any video game that has. Like I'm not not even joking. That has more of uh, like there's North America in NHL, and then there's like Quebec. Like yeah. there is such a huge demographic of people that play this game that is from one province one area in North America that makes up a substantial amount of the player base. Like I would love to talk, ask EA if they have that number, but I would be willing to bet like 30% of global sales of this game come from Quebec. 
It you know, and to. like that's that's not a bad thing. It's just like it's very popular there. So when I, dude, my comments, I was like, I was like, I had an eye because I released it right before I started streaming, and I'm like literally just looking over after every game while I'm streaming. I just started chuckling on stream. I'm like, I knew this exactly what was gonna happen. It was just all this hate about me giving giving crap to Caulfield and it. Like I said, I even in the I even gave a disclaimer at the beginning of the video, being like, I understand why I'm gonna get hate here, but. It's it's just you guys this this event was so good. I also started the, my video with like this thought process here. So the fantasy event was for the Hut Rich. I made all I made Kyra and Duchesne, and I was in the ability uh, the the place to be able to do so. I had like two million in coins. That basically what it cost to make them, not two million, like one point five million. You spent three or a million on on one card, being able to bet it. That, that is a very rare thing to do. The fantasy event is not good for probably 90% of the player base. Mm-hmm. This event is great for the other 90% of the player base, but that top 10%, this event is... It's tough. And in a normal game, like, let's remove X-Factors from the game. Pretend they did not get introduced, right? This event would have been, like, already it would have been the best, but it would have been just head and shoulders, like, unfathomable about how good this was but the one thing the one negative or downside to this event i think is that the the hut rich these cards are super capped and the cards that you could afford instead we're going to talk about the market in just a second is just it, it there's not enough i made bowen byram bowen byram is great he's my one of my favorite defensemen right now in the game i have an end game team i have a problem right now being like hey should i get rid of my tradable paul coffee for like rasmus Dahlin? At right now, Dalian's clearly better. Clearly. But he's capped, whereas Paul Coffey is going to go up the rest of the year. He will, That's, but it's going to take Paul Coffey four, four to five months to catch up to Dalian, by right? February, by February, he's got like 94 speed. Okay. And he's 94 shooting everywhere. So he will be better in February. He will be, yeah. And, like, that's kind of the end game starting, guys, which is my thought process on it. But that's the one I'm having a really hard time with is just do I trade in coffee for, like, the the new hotness. But I use a perfect example. Any of those right-handed wingers, they're not better than X-Factor McKinnon, uh, Stamkos, Eichel, Pasta, Panarin, like they're they're just not because they're capped. Like you're you're investing coins in a very good card right now that will be surpassed where you could have. Let's just go right into the market where the X factors in the market right now have taken a complete nosedive. And I think yeah. it's one of two reasons. One, this event was incredible, and everyone that sold everything they could to make these new cards. But two is that now we're going into the second month where people are able to make untradeable versions. So what they're doing is, like, what happened to me? I've been searching for McKinnon. I gave up, and I bought one for 700,000 coins. That's two and a half, three weeks ago. But I got him in my seasonal set. So I then took that McKinnon out, reverted him all the way down, sold him for 450, and put the untradeable one in. That's happening more and more and more. So the higher-end guys, like, I saw Matthews at 200. Yeah, I mean, right now, I just looked while we were on here. You know, there's one McKinnon listed, but he's at 600, which you, I think you originally bought for 700. Yeah. But uh, he, I think the start price is 500. He's going unsold, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just, you're seeing a lot of that. And I think that a lot of the hut rich people that could afford multiple of these players could have set themselves up or could set themselves up a little bit better if you just avoid the new hotness and go with the X Factor cards. Because there's a... I also had someone in my stream talk about this. Isn't it boring? And I'm not going to lie. My God Squad, I have four cards in my entire roster that I can interchange. And it is. Because 
no one is going to replace Kyrou. No one's going to replace Duchesne. No one's replacing uh, Matthews, McDavid, McKinnon, uh, Ovi, um, Carl, even John Carlson to an extent. Like, just no one's replacing them. So I, I kind of, like, the new events, it's like, okay, I guess. But, again, I'm a, this is a very small percentage of the community. So I, I, I don't think that it should be like, hey, you need to pander to the one percenters anymore. I'm just giving it from that side of view is that, like, I think that the way to make money and the best, smartest way to invest coins in this event if you are putt rich is to pay attention and grab X-Factor cards. Do you think, let's talk about this. Do you Actually, I didn't ask you this. Who is your number one from the second week of, of the 22 Ooh, event? I don't think there's a clear-cut number one. I don't know if you disagree, but like, um, there's so many cards that are kind of like in that same tier for me. I made Talk three this week. Just week two. Just week two. Just week two, right? I made yeah. three cards, and they're interchangeable. Um, I had Kako. I had Byfield, and I had mm -hmm. Cousins in the 80K pack I bought mm -hmm. um, with the untradeable one. Mm -hmm. And the other one that I was considering was Lafreniere. Yep. Um, but there's like four of those guys that are very similar between like 6'2 and 6'4, similar stats, similar, similar yep. shooting that I'd have as like interchangeable at number one. Yep. Um, what was your, I, I, you made a list though. I think Jack Hughes is still number one. What, is it just for his speed? There's... So a part of it is uh, last year, his 2030 card was just one of the ones I remember the most. But yeah, it's his skating. Like, Connor Bedard is 5'10". Hughes is only 5'11", right? But his Excel is only 91. I believe Jack Hughes is 95. That Excelor, I think acceleration in 22, I don't want to say matters more, but this is what I was trying to tell people. How many times are you going from your own zone straight down not stopping moving left and right un untouched like where you're getting to the top end speed and you're seeing yourself pull away yeah as opposed to happens. how many times you stop and start and you really see your acceleration being the part where you separate so i think that except i don't want to say acceleration is more important than speed because I, I don't i don't know if i believe that but it is very important i think this event has kind of reminded us of that because that bedard card feels like it's a sluggish mess and the only thing is that his acceleration is kind of low in comparison to his other skating stats so i don't know i i think jack hughes's shot is nasty as well i've used him i i really like him um i think lafreniere is the number two one though just his size and he's all of his uh all of the synergies i mentioned this a lot they all have three synergy spots. If you yeah. have a card that has three popular ones, so again, I can't remember off the top of my head, but like um, the one thing I really didn't like about 22 or the second week is that they put buzzing on them all because they're being way too safe, in my opinion. Like, See, I, they, I got that activated just because they're on every single yes, one. Yes, like that's the issue. They're like, hey, we can't put two speed on, but we'll put buzzing on so they can get one. But no, if you have buzzing guys on a card that's available nine times out of ten the other car the other options are distributor and fly the zone and they're just better than buzzing so like it's very difficult to activate buzzing but nonetheless like you know you've got thief light the lamp magician and if you can activate all three of those which i believe lafreny has like his hand stats go to 99 everything those are three easily accessible and and easily to activate ones Whereas something like well-rounded just isn't. It, that's like the old heart and soul or well-balanced or whatever. Like they're just harder to activate because you're not choosing that over like protector or gladiator or anything like that. So, you know, I think this event overall is set a foundation and I hope that they take advantage of it. My fear is that we're going right back to Superstar Origin. 
and um you know we'll have to wait and see but uh, it is interesting though because if they like this is the first event this year that they've had the the upgradable msps right yep yep so it's interesting that they waited until i don't know if this is event three or four is this four um Mm -hmm. to introduce these upgradable msps like if this was a plan to do it all along why it wasn't introduced originally right i don't know if it was okay I don't know if it was like the other thing is like, what if they made it where these weren't just capped at 92 and later in the the downfall be like, what, what is like, this is the thing I will never understand about EA. And I don't think this is an EA NHL thing. I think this is a business thing from EA sports as a whole. There is a reason why like they can't make things cheap or like excessively cheap. There's something that we don't see, whether it be an algorithm or a way to protect the market, something that is going on in the background that like is like, what is the downfall to making them allowed to be upgraded if the cards themselves perform well throughout the year? What is the downfall? I like, don't do know. you see one? Like, because the tiers are going to cost an exceptional amount of coins. So yeah, I don't, I do not get it. Is it cheapening the new X factors, like the the original ones? Is that it? I I just don't, because it's. I mean, I guess the one thing would be like not all these cards are going to have access to Team of the Week in prime times, but they kind of do because they they highlight other leagues. So I don't know. It's just that part really didn't make much sense to me because if that was if that one change happened where if they didn't cap at ninety two, then there is no negatives to this event. I mean, there's also the possibility though because they've they've done it in prior years where they release like cards of like an older set later in the year. I feel like there's a there's a possibility where maybe it's in March or something they'll revisit some of the more popular MSPs from like this set and open up additional tiers, right? Dude, here's my thing. I don't think we ever get sunsets. I mean, I don't, uh, we, we have them. They're all the, the sets. Most of the sets never expire now, right? Yeah, Besides that's fantasy. what I'm saying. So yeah. I think that we're gonna get away from that. I think that what will stay and what will happen is that you can trade in your 92 overall in a set but not like specifically that card. I think they're getting away like from two which or I three 92s. You mean, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think that's what's going to happen. And at that point, then, you know, that it gives them some use, but I just really don't see what the downfall was to ca- why, why cap them? It just, I don't know. I don't understand it. And we don't like, we'll never understand it. That's so something that's going they, on. In if the background. they didn't cap, like hypothetically, if they didn't cap yeah. these, would they, I mean, you're giving access then right now to like a 95 or 96 overall card, right? If that was the cap, is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, why? Do you, why do can't you they think just that operate? would be good for the gameplay itself? Like, like well, dude, right we're now, not going to see those cards. So, like, for example, let's use um, Connor Bedard as an example. Okay. How long would we? How long would we have to wait until we get a Connor McDart? Connor McDart? Oh, Connor McDart. <laughs> <laughs> He's not McDavid, boys. Could you imagine if we just combined both of them? It'd be really (laughs) good. I mean, dude, he's being touted, but he's not there. Connor Bedard card. We're not getting a 93 version until maybe team of the year. Like, like Matthews is a perfect example. They gave him a 91. He still isn't up to that level. Like, and he won't be until January. Like, he won't get a 92 to make his X factor go to 92 until like January. Yeah. And his he was a 91 in October, right? So it it doesn't work like the only cards that's i don't want to say scare ea duchene and Kyrie are going to ruin their plans or specifically duchene mm-hmm. because like you know what i mean unless riley gets a hat trick this week or something but yeah i do i bet you he doesn't score for a month just in yeah. spite 
I hope I, he doesn't. He had four <laughs> shots the other night. You know, one he of did. these, it's going to squeak through. Uh, yeah. Do you, how many do you still have? I still have three, so I'm, I'm holding because they went down to like 500k. So I'm they like, did. Eh. I saw that. They yeah, started. I'm like, I, I, I would still double, you know, yep. my my profit there, but like, I'm just going to wait because I, I think uh, he scores in bunches. You know, he gets to squeaky goals from the blue line. It's going to happen. Yep. But yeah, I just I don't I don't know why what the downfall would be to capping them because it'll be so long before any of these guys upgrade. I can't even think off the top of my head who has the highest like card that's even in the realm because Hughes was hurt, so he doesn't have any team of the like a lot of team of the weeks or prime times or even Lafreniere or anything like that. It would just be so long before we actually see something. So I don't know. I don't really see a downfall there, but all yeah. in all, still an amazing event, and I really hope that our next one. I would guess our next one. Are we going to get another one-week event, or is it going to be – because Winter National is coming up. Like, So for anyone that doesn't know, guys, if you're listening to this for the first time, maybe you're just getting into Hockey Ultimate Team, the winter event for HUT is usually three weeks long. It's usually international, and it's usually like the biggest event of the year that isn't Team of the Year. Yeah, so I just don't, you know, I, I don't, I think that Winter National is probably the biggest event other than, like, Team of the Year. Like, it's one of the most uh, sought-after ones, the ones that we wait for the most. And, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll it, it's going to be a big one. Do you think we'll get a one-week one in between? So, I don't know. I'd hope at some point there is, like, a one-week one. How do you feel about, do you enjoy the longer two- to three-week events compared to the one-week ones? Uh, well, as a... So re- re- removing, I'm assuming the one week ones are better for the new content for yourself, it's, right? It's very good numbers because event event videos are usually the best and mm-hmm. like the most hype on Twitch and YouTube. So I'm trying to take like that bias out of there. I think the two week ones are kind of perfect. I, I do because it gives you two, as long as there's two weeks of master sets. It's not all like the Superstar Origins wasn't that two weeks and it was the same six. Yeah, and there weren't that many new cards, and there weren't a lot of usable. Like there weren't any real usable cards because we had talked on here, and it was like two weeks went by, and we hadn't had we hadn't added any cards to our team. Yeah, there was nothing. Yeah, Yeah. like that. That in that sense, yeah. As long as they hold back master set items, because if they don't, then it dries up real fast. And and these are nice too, like this event where it's like you know you have their challenges, and you can earn towards the even the first week MSPs. um where you know there's the ongoing challenges or objectives that you can earn to so i guess those like two week ones that's kind of like the sweet spot for for me at least the one week events i've come to realize now like if anything's like the halloween one that one sucked like yeah those those cards just not usable and it's not because they were bad it's like okay let's 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 get into this real quick let's talk about x factors we're two months two and a half months uh two months into the game Two months into the game, X Factors. Give me your thoughts on them. Um, they've slowly fallen off my team slightly. So the first the first month, month and a half, my top two lines were like all X Factors, mm-hmm. um, and then even on defense. So um, right now, my first line, right, Crosby. Um, I still have him uh, just because he had that MSP to bump up his um, X Factor card. Um, but outside of like four to five x-factors so many of the event cards have lapped them in just how good like the the new msps are um where i'm finding like i removed a couple from my lineup because they were in like that 85 to 86 overall range and they're probably not going to get an upgrade or like upgrades to make them usable on my team anytime soon um looking at you mentioned matthews earlier 
Um, he is not going to have something to bump him up above 91. He might start to, you know, fall down to my like third or fourth line. Um, I don't know if I think towards the, more of the end game, my team's going to be filled with them because that's going to be, you know, there's going to be a 95, 96 Matthews, whatever. But uh, not a good investment strategy. Um, and I've been kind of like just like kind of bored of them, I guess. Okay, so I a little bit different stance. I don't really, again, because I'm like, I play the game all year long. So mm-hmm. chasing what I know will be replaced just really doesn't happen. So the 92s, for example, there is a lot of the 92s that are better than the X-Factor McKinnon, that are better than X-Factor Matthews or Dreisaitl. But they they don't interest me because there is a cap. Whereas I know McKinnon, Matthews, Dreisaitl will all continue to go up. So I'm... I think that what you what we agree on is the boring part. Well, I think they're a great the, the the really awesome thing I think about that is if you spend money in this game and you spent your money and got and what you did with that money spent was turn them into X factors, that's the W. Like that's you are getting guaranteed game long cards that you know that you can upgrade at your own pace. And especially if you play Hut Champs, it's very easy. We've talked about this every week, is that Turning your Hut Champs collectibles into the one-for-one one for power collectibles is the best thing to do, and I only win. I get to 11 wins, and I stop. Mm-hmm. Not, I, I would probably average 14 because I'm not very good at this game, but like, there's no difference. So you get to 11 wins, you get five, and like, you just chill. So I get five power collectibles every week. My team is full of X-Factor cards. But yeah, like it, I think it's boring in the sense that there's no reason for me to go after these new masters because I know that these mckinnon matthews dry mcdavid are all going to get team of the year cards or something big that i know will just upgrade right yeah so- see i i agree with everything you've said but i think um like i treated this event as like one big like loan i guess and yeah. i did six of the msps and like i i know at some point i'll refund the coins in in like a month but like it's been fun to use the new cards Mm-hmm. um and get that new hotness as you like to say right yep yep and uh just try out something new you know but just because i'd been using the same like two lines the whole one you know for the first month and a half i've i've made a joke or just talked about on the stream my my two lines will not change for yep. the rest of the game so my first line guys is the is the 91 mario lemieux who is the best card in the game in my opinion i he feels as fast as mcdavid and he's six four you have him, do right? you notice i do not have him i'm gonna skip so I was stubborn. I always am. You know me. Mm-hmm. I skipped Duchesne. I skipped Cairo. Uh, probably not going to get Gretzky and Lemieux um, just because I'm just saying I don't need them. But do you notice his endurance at all? Because that's the one knock I've, I've heard on Lemieux. So the one like the so like the thing about my team is that it's very hard for me to notice anyone. Like think of it like this guys when you when for the majority of the player base you get if you're free to play let's say you get a you get let's say you invested all of your coins and you got 93 duchene okay you got the duchene but the rest of your team is like 86s or 87s and down like you are going to notice duchene a ton but the problem is because my team is all above 90 skating i really don't notice a lot of my players being different because they're all elite let's say right weird flex i know However, when I notice someone, whether it be good or bad, that's how I know that they are exceptionally good or exceptionally bad. Lemieux, I he feels fast, man. Like he is a fast boy, and I don't notice the endurance being bad at all. I, I don't. I, I really don't. I um, I get that it is low, and maybe I'm not paying attention to it. But when he has the puck down the boards, a you can't bump him off because 
I find it almost impossible to bump anyone off. I don't know. And B, like, he's just so big, like, and, and fast. Like, it's, he is the best offensive card in the game, in my opinion. And I, again, I, I have McDavid's X Factor and I have Duchesne. It's just, he's wild. He's so good, especially with that far side wrister, which is now the meta goal, which is crazy because short side has been the goal for like a decade or two. Mm hmm. But, yeah, I think that he is... So my first line is Lemieux, and then I have Duchesne at center because I just want to try stacking a line. Duchesne at center, and then I have McDavid's X-Factor on the wing. My second line is X-Factor McKinnon. Middle is, is uh, Austin Matthews, and my right wing is Gretzky. It's actually... Um, sometimes I'll put Duchesne there, but it's Gretzky. Like, there's no there's no switching. Like, that... I, I don't know what could come out that would make me switch that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can't see anything coming out that would, right? Exactly, which is kind of boring, which which I get. But it also, I can think back to years where I've spent $1,000 in the game in the first month. Again, it's my job, so I build this great team, and then I have to spend more to keep up. Whereas I'm losing, it's almost like MLB. If you guys play MLB, the excitement and draw to spend money on stubs is very early on. And then once you get into the cycle of them producing content that you can get for free and, and you know, collections and all that and working the market, you don't have an interest at all in spending money. And it's kind of getting to that point with me. I've gotten all the X-Factors and upgradable cards that are dependent upon power-up collectibles, so I just play Hut Champs. I have no real interest to spend money in the game at all because my team is already so stacked and all the cards are upgradable. So I just, like, I, that's the one thing I'll say about X-Factors. But let's talk quickly because there's a lot of people here that want to know what to do with the cheaper X-Factors. Uh, first of all, they've tanked in price. Every every single X Factor was. Barzal was going for like 60k, and thank God he didn't sell for me because right when he got his 87 upgrade, they gave him that charity boost. Him and Pavelski. <laughs> they yeah. gave, I started laughing so hard on Stringer. I was like, they did it. They gave him the charity bump. That was definitely he, not a planned, uh, you no. know, release. <laughs> no shot at all. But nonetheless, he jumped up to like over 100k, just like 120. But. They all seem to be tanking quite a bit. What do you, what do you expect to happen with the cheap, not sought after ones like Gensel, for example? And what do you expect to happen with the big ones like McKinnon and McDavid, and maybe not McDavid, uh, Matthews and Drysaitel and McKinnon? So those cheap ones, um, if you do have them tradable, don't sell them. There's no yeah. point. Like There's I no, would just, I would, I would literally just hold on to them because. Yeah. Um, they're not going to be usable next month or even two months from now, right? But, like, somebody like Gensel could have, like, a 93 overall card released in three or four yep. months where he could just shoot up in value or just shoot up and maybe he's your favorite player yep. um, for the, you know, three people that Jake Gensel's your favorite player. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe he's your favorite player, right? And you could use him. Um, hold on to those guys, right? Like, I have uh, a Ryan O'Reilly. I might not use him at all for the rest of the year, but, like, there's no point in getting rid of him. Yeah. Um, and even like somebody like Kopitar, who's like I think was having a good year, um, it like I'm just holding on to him. Like I have him on my fourth line, I'm just gonna hold on to him. The the top tier guys, I, I think they've reached their ceiling already, sleeves and, yeah. and price, yeah. right? Like this is yeah. like that that's peaked. Um, but like I on on my team, right? Like I have a Vetchkin and a Dry Saddle on my third line, the X Factors. Mm-hmm. I wish that they're like I I hated it a few years ago where. Um, players could get prime times like every single night and like Ovechkin got to like 99 in like a few months right now I'm like oh I have x-factor Ovechkin he just got a hat trick like he better get a bump you know yeah um so those those top ones you know they're gonna be fine for the rest of the year like they're gonna I don't know what do you think I I think they're only gonna go down in price but the price drop is not gonna be much more than it is there will be a settle point 
But yeah, everyone, like, I would say, like, McKinnon's probably going to settle around 400K tradable. And then, you know, same with Matthews. And Matthews will probably sit around three or two because everyone chose him at the beginning. But those, those really high-end ones I can see sitting around, you know, in between two and 400K just because everyone is now going to get one. Every 30 days, you get one. And while it's untradable, you know, like, if they get it, they don't need to buy it. Right, yeah. so you, that's what you need to keep in mind. If they get it, they don't need to buy it, so the interest just goes way down in all of those. All the other ones, like Zabinajad and all of those guys, like th- they're going to be 50, 60K. Like they're just not until they get the big one. So you could buy them and just hope and wait, you know? Because- and some of these guys, yeah, some of these guys like Gensel, Zabinajad, et cetera, there's going to be an MSP for, I want to oh, yeah. say, at least a third of them. Yep. So like... While while Zabinajad, I don't know what his ceiling is right now. If it's like eighty five or eighty six, he's yep. gonna have like a ninety four overall card soon. You know, like yep. at some point it's gonna yep. happen, and he's gonna jump up to be one of the best X factors in the game. For sure, he's huge. Yeah. Um. Uh, all right, let's talk about. Uh, we talk about this all the time. Let's talk about hut champs and talk about more what you did because mine's the same every week. I get to eleven wins. That yeah, I quit. It so is. tell me your uh, tell me your uh, experience. Hey, it's been a great two weeks in a row. Um, I finished nineteen and one again um and how many I, players did you know that you played how many players did i know a decent amount actually that you um, know that you were like i gotta focus probably four to five that it was like oh i gotta focus okay um not like elite elite players you know but like the, the heroes possibly yeah possibly like d1 like I, there's but there are a couple of times where i was in a game and i was and somebody in, in chat reminded me, like, hey, this guy's decent. You should probably focus. Because I don't focus in games. I sit there. I try a Michigan attempt. I try to shoot from behind the <laughs> net and hit it off the goalie's helmet. And then yeah. I have these two-to-one games, right? So yeah. there were probably, like, four to five of those types of games. And then okay. the one game I lost, I lost to Dodsey, who um, played really good. Um, he actually, I, I do want to, like, transition to gameplay here with this, right? Yep. Dodsey did something uh, that was really smart. He took some shots that weren't great shots, but he got bounces off of them. And I see so many. He honestly just high slot like slap shots and stuff. Like there was a point shot mixed in, but like he got like a weird bounce off like a high slot slap shot. Um, And I see so many people get into this cycle of like, I just want to be behind in that, and I only want to try two things. That's my problem right now. Yeah, and I and I was I was talking in stream today, and I'm like, if you're playing somebody good. If you're going against, like like me, for example, th- you're not going to win by just no. only going for the same two goals. Like, it's impossible. Yeah. Unless you're like Gren or Regs or like Josh, like, you're not yeah. going to win those games. Mm-hmm. So, like, just start doing different things. It might not work, but it's better than a 0% chance of winning, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, uh, I-, I had a great time. Like, I- I've been enjoying the gameplay. Um, I know we probably disagree there, but, like um I, I like the gameplay right now there's only a couple minor complaints i have and that's just some of the like loose pucks like around players skates that for some reason can't be picked up and then sometimes the the passing's a little off but yeah. i feel like there's just a good balance in the in the gameplay all right yeah we we have like i have now again i'm this is the worst i've been so the whole time i've been critical of gameplay this year I try to remind myself it's because I'm not winning consistently anymore. And for anyone out there, guys, like I am not on Kessler's level at all. I last year I was a high Division One player. I was very close to qualifying for GWC, so it, I'm not bad, but I'm not elite. But this year, I am like, like hard Division Three. I'm losing games like two one or three two 
to players that I don't know. And I hold myself to a higher standard where I play the game enough and I understand the game enough. It's my job to where like I get very critical of why I can't figure it out. And what I usually do when I when I'm annoyed about a bad goal that goes in is I go back and I look up in the play as to what caused that what what caused the two on one what caused the you know whatever because that's really what ends up happening is it's not the end result that you need to focus on it's well how did you get in that position that is why the goal was scored and man the game I have just I have never felt it to be more clunky than I've in any other game that I play and let me explain what I mean by clunky. I noticed this in a couple games this week because again I'm 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 struggling but I'm very critical but I'm trying to focus on why I'm not liking it. And I'm seeing more and more people use the 2-3, okay? Like 4 check. I don't mm-hmm. know, do you use the 2-3? No, I don't. Okay, so I've noticed a ton of people using the 2-3. And what it's happened and where I get where where like I, there is nothing that I can do is they're using the 2-3 and what they're doing is they're taking the one, the the first one in on the 4 check. And they're switching off and then going to take away the passing lane. Now, in other games, like from and it, when when they turned off the uh, the AI's ability to take penalties and actually attack the puck, I think that was NHL 20. It was it was like their answer to take away the skill zone because if you guys remember in NHL 18, you could just set your defense on high aggressiveness and your AI would pin along the boards. They would attack the puck. They would actually take it away. And that's how the skill zone was like born because you could just sit in the middle and then your AI would just high aggressive. There'd be no time and space. They took it away in NHL 20 where your AI literally won't attack the puck. In NHL 22, I've noticed that when they switch off, anytime that you get bumped by the AI, it's not that they're attacking the puck, but because the stick, the new stick physics make the stick a separate layer, it's like their stick is bumping into your stick and that's just causing it to get knocked free. Whereas that wouldn't happen in 21 and 20. And I cannot for the life of me get through a game where I'm holding them off by either holding up the forehand or the backhand deke or X and not lose the puck to an AI just just being around me. And I, I don't know how to fix it for myself. I'm missing something. But I've been trying to like ask other players that aren't necessarily elite, but just like, are you experiencing the same thing? And like, that's what a lot of it seems like. It just feels really clunky. There's no time and space. It, it's very, it, it's the most sim-like game we've ever had. And I feel like when I watch your gameplay, dude, it is like watching superstar squad battles. <laughs> Why would like, that mean? <laughs> that is how, so. If you play superstar squad battles and you let the squad battle team into your zone, yeah. How many times do they pass the puck before they shoot? It's just keep away. Exactly, yeah. And uh, you, while you are looking for something, you are setting something up, that is how you manufacture your offense. You don't hold on to the puck with one player and try to look for the backdoor pass or like that, which is how it was in NHL 21, right? Mm-hmm. You are essentially... But they also made it where passing is much more difficult this year. They did, So yes. if you're not elite at passing... You, like the the ability to become better is much more difficult and it's like and again that's on me i'm not but it's just i'm not enjoying it i, do, I don't enjoy it at all i i can't i don't know what it is i don't like the fact that ai is powerful because of the stick physics like more often than not man i've noticed now where 
if you've got an AI pressuring you, if you don't pass it immediately or get it away, the stick thing will just bump into each other, and it's a loose puck. And and, and the hard thing in some of those situations is, is if you do get bumped, your players, like the one you're controlling, their stick will get caught, and you can't pick yes. it up too. That, that's, that's what I'm extremely saying. Fr- like, yeah. Like, I think that the reason why you're excelling is because you are, like, a student of the game. You, like, you like you've got videos that have got, I actually went and watched one of your videos, something I never do. I don't watch other people's videos. We talked about this before as a YouTuber. You shouldn't watch other people's videos because subconsciously you can take their ideas or use them in future things. But I was like, I'm struggling so much that I'm like, enough of this. So I went and watched your videos, and now I feel a little bit more comfortable, and I did play a lot better on the second day after I watched them. It's just like... The set plays are nice, but I find myself now trying to get my AI. Okay, so when you're behind the net, for example, going back mm-hmm. and forth, getting your AI to go into the middle so you can do the give and go. Yeah. Like, I'm, it's annoying trying to puppet master your AI because you're only one player and you can't control other players that don't have the puck. It's just, I don't know, I'm just not enjoying it, and it feels like it's really polarizing. Like, people either love it or hate it, and I don't think it's, I don't think it's awful. I just think that the... Yeah, I'm just not, I'm personally not enjoying it, and I I I just think that I don't want to say since the patch because that's such a cop out. It really like, is because I haven't noticed this drastic yeah, I don't change think since it, the patch. I don't think so either. I don't think it's the patch, man. I just I think that as the game has gone along, I I will try and save some clips for you guys, and I'll post them on Twitter of where the AI attacks me. I'm holding them off, and I lose it because I didn't pass it or their ai just the the stick in physics knocked it free like they're just clunky they just bang around into each other and i just haven't adjusted or adapted <laughs> adapted to well, it I'm, and it's frustrating i'm glad you're saying that because like i get frustrated because i see a lot of people blame the game it's not a perfect game it's we know not, that right no. it, it's not a perfect game but at some point people have to take a step back and think like if this game isn't going to change which it's not there's no. something I have to do to adjust and change. This is I'm far better than 21. That. This is far better than 21. So, yeah. like, 21, the ability, the, the forcing of passes is just ridiculous. It was really dumb. I just think that you could do more by holding onto the puck, and you really can't hold onto the puck that much in this game. And I, I, you can't do that in the real thing either. But I just have not adjusted, which is making me not enjoy it. But the adjustments that I have to make, I don't enjoy because so, you have to you have to adjust you, you know yeah, 10 you years to. you have to adjust 10 years of muscle memory and things that it is have very worked, yes it is very know? different so anyone that says 21 is 22 is it's a joke but it is what it is so yeah. but yeah like i i i think that over the next little while i'll get a lot better because i'm not trying to do the same things over and over again and eventually i will figure it out because well like i could show someone i could watch someone's gameplay and tell them how to get better and it would work I just have a hard time doing it myself. I've said this. I, I said this. It's kind of funny because I said the same thing about you today on stream because <laughs> um, I, I made a comment today on stream um, and people thought I was attacking you, even though I, I do a podcast with you. <laughs> it was really funny because my whole thing was like people, you know, I was trying to explain something to somebody and I was like, listen, guys, people might say some things or tell you to do something or people post things. Don't listen to them. Right. I because I was my main point was like, I'm not going to put out a video unless I'm 100 percent confident in it. Exactly. Um, yeah. And somebody said, like, oh, take, taking a shot at sleeves. And I was like, look, I'm going to I'm the first one to say sleeves is not the best player. But there have been times where, like, I, I know that you've watched my game and I'll say, like, hey, what am I doing wrong or something? You can see things. Maybe you can't do them with your thumbs, but no. you're you, you'd be like the good, like perfect, like NHL esports coach for people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wouldn't be in the position I'm an, I am with my channel if what I told everyone was incorrect. 
Like, that's what I remind people when they want to talk shit about me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I would not be here. The market, the, the consumer dictates that. I would have just been disliked into oblivion, and I would never have gotten here. So, like, it's not like I don't know what I'm doing, but I don't want to adjust. It's just on me, and I'm frustrated by it. And I don't... This game is by far the biggest adjustment over any other game. So... Uh, yeah. But enough of that. Let's uh, let's answer some questions. So we posted our podcast on Reddit, and I think we're going to continue to do so. Um, and Until we're they kick us off and, and exactly. ban us for the self-promo, right? Until but you know what? Listen, yeah. speaking of Reddit, if people can post, you know, 1,000 pack openings a week oh. where they pull an 86 base dry saddle, yeah. you can post this podcast episode <laughs> once a week, yeah. okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, guys, open this pack. Oh, happy Thanksgiving <laughs> to me. And it's an 83 <laughs> overall card. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. All right, so uh, our first question here is from Poggers913, and he is asking, what do you guys think the chances of Game Changers being able to ask EA to provision more servers? The current gameplay seems clunk- clunky and slow. Hey, funny, let's go. Funny you mentioned that. With the pickups and new stick physics. <laughs> Too many times I run past the puck and I don't pick it up, or I'll be in a board battle and my stick gets stuck in the guy's ass and I can't pick up the puck <laughs> in front of me. The servers make this crap way worse where I live. There's just so much lag. I'm playing QC people on 15 ping. He goes on a little bit more, but, you know, what are the chances of us asking EA to provision more service? You've been an EA game changer longer than me, so you have more insight into this all right so let me explain so they use guys they use the amazon aws server so it's not like ea can go to new brunswick and just buy one and be like all right here's an ea server for you they have to be wherever amazon um you know produces servers like for example the central in quotes server is actually ohio it's the closest one they could have used for that so where it's not very that's not very ohio or that's not very central at all it's in fact like east like i ping that over east um so it's like more servers is definitely needed here's the problem though is that you're like let's say um you want to they put a server i don't know where you'd ping qc that would be they're on 15 and you're on really high like uh where regs plays i get like thunder bay really north ontario okay let's say they put a server there you would ping that because that's your closest server it would be really hard for you to get players because they would also be having to ping that server right now while it does give you more options the the honest fix to this is go back to peer-to-peer and fix desyncs like can they I, though because that's something that's out of ea's control like I, like the desyncing well it is right because like um thinking of xbox they give you isn't it like more xbox server controlled like with the access to the ip addresses because playstation did not have the desync issue or i mean not the desync but the ip the booting. kicking off yeah yeah like, I, yeah like, i don't know how they would they would fix that but like the reason why guys that you can't change your backup goalie on online is because that causes desyncs if you do it correctly and they just didn't fix it because it happened because it caused desyncs in like nhl yeah. 15 so they're like listen yeah. we're putting this on the back burner till nhl 25 you'll eventually be able to use your backup goalie then but until then just you know let's band-aid it that's the only way guys that you're ever going to see a fix this everyone complained that we needed servers instead of peer-to-peer and did not realize how that would actually impact the game like they could add more but the player base would then just match up against that and that means like for example guys like 
people that are West Coast, like they ping the West server. Ima- there's so few players on the West Coast in the grand scheme of things. If, imagine they made like a Northwest server as well. Like they put one in Seattle. Okay, then you're only pinging people that are going to be in North. Like you'll, then you know you see what I'm saying like you're only going to ping people in your area. You're eliminating the other section, and you have four consoles. Like it. In a perfect world, we're just on peer to peer, and it's your own internet. Like if your internet sucks, your your experience online is going to suck. Fix your internet. But I I don't know what else they, they they're going to be able to do, which sucks. It's not it's not our fault. It's their fault. Like I wish EA would figure out a way to to do that. But yeah, they're not going to add more servers, unfortunately. Uh, maybe maybe in Europe, and maybe Florida kind of needs one or one there because there is still a player base. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Yeah, I just think it's it's just tough too. It's a small player base, right? Mm-hmm. It's too small. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think this is something you're stuck with, unfortunately, because mm-hmm. people are bad people and they can't do peer to peer because people will IP boot you. All of this boils down to people suck. Yeah, honestly, like yeah, like the the people that can't take an L on in an online video game because they take so many in real life are the reason why that we can't have nice things in this game. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's funny um so maze jolt thank yep. you maze for listening i, love maze. Had, love I know maze. one of the nicest guys in the community mm-hmm. um he has a few questions here so what are your predictions on how the team of the year event will work what what players will get a card and how much will it approximately cost also do you guys expect 88 plus players to be used in those or only more 87 plus or whatever it is right now okay we'll start with that one so uh the thing i want to talk about in the market here is that second part of that question but prediction on team of the year so not team of the season well, team of the season is done in usually april i believe yeah, right now and now it's on the end of the year like end, end of, of the regular end of season. the regular season and that's based yeah. on regular season performance team of yeah. the year is the calendar year yes so january and usually, to december and it's only one for each position i think team of the year will work the exact same they'll send out the gold skates and whatever um it's a marketing thing i think and i think that they aren't going to make any changes to it it's been pretty successful and so i think it will work the exact same and how will what players will get a card so it's it's kind of usually a few of them are pretty easy like dry and mcdavid have got like it's only one of them though they're the same position i guess technically yeah they are the same position that's what makes it so tough and they didn't have great playoffs either yeah like, that's what makes it it won't be kucherov uh because he missed the entire season it started in january last year the covid one started in january so it's i don't know i'd have to go back and look adam fox is in the running he won the norris they do they do take awards winning he won the norris and then he still put up a lot of points so far this year i could see him winning the uh, right defensive one off the top of my head um, but we'd have to wait and see. But in terms of predictions, I'd have to look more. Um, yeah, I would too. You guys know. I listen. Yep. I ever since like two years ago, I started my master's program, doing that, working, and then my literally like the the smallest free time is like playing this. I've been the worst hockey fan. You know, I have no idea what's going on besides checking the standings and looking at some highlights. Dude, you would think that I play this game for a living. That I would, dude. Guys, imagine going to work and then, like, like, imagine you're a streamer. That's your job. Like, you don't watch other streams. It's like going to work. Like, that's the, and, like, same thing with, like, I've had a hard time. I watch my Sharks, and half the time I can't make it past the first period because they piss me off too much. (laughs) But, like, yeah, like, I just don't get a lot of time because, like, it's, you got to distance yourself from your main, you know, what your focus is on life, right? So, 
But yeah, um, yeah let, let's talk about the cost. Okay, so I would think the cost is roughly what Duchesne cost. I was, I was about to say the, the fantasy Evo yeah. uh, MSPs. Yeah, that's where I would set the baseline because these guys are going to be roughly the highest overall or close to it already, and they're going to be the best cards throughout the year. So I would suspect they are going to cost in value about 700 to 900, I would say 600 to 800,000 coins in value would be my guess. Maybe 500. But that's now, and in terms of, do you guys expect 88 plus players? I expect as the season goes along, they will start using higher and higher overalls. Yes. So the one thing I want to mention before this is over right now, I think 88, there was 87s dropping to like 25,000 coins. Guys, at some point, those cards are going to be very valuable because they're going to be turned in. It's 83. Stop telling people this. I need to sell my Riley so I can invest in like 187 overalls. Yeah, the 87 and 88s, guys, they are going for far under what they should be because everyone, they just require 83s right now is basically the best way to, to upgrade the 92s don't don't just get sucked into that because they will just go up it will you know there will be a set like a, i could see it in the winter national event as an option turn in 189 or 188 and you get like you know it, it, it reduces the value in an exponential amount so careful with those i would be if you had three hundred thousand coins i put it all into 87s right now they're going very very cheap what's uh, interesting but, too with this yep. though sleeves is just the yep. fact that these uh the I'm just going to make the assumption the five skaters, at least to get a team of the year card, they're, they're going to have an Evo card. They just will. Right. Because it was the 50 best players essentially in, in the NHL. So like while you're investing in that team of the year, that will like the Evo version of that card is going to go up to match that, you know, what do you mean? Like, so like if McDavid gets a team of the year card and it's like a 95 overall, his yeah. Evo is going to, you know, you can upgrade that to 95. Immediately. Oh, you mean his X factor. So, yeah, I think that the McDavid X Factor being up to, you know, going up to what the Team of the Year one is, do you think that the Team of the Year won't be allowed to go into the X Factor or it's just going to unlock the tiers? Uh, I think it'll just unlock the tiers, right? I don't think they, yeah. they haven't done that with any of those yet, um, no. which I was disappointed. So, like, hypothetically, then, if Team of the Year comes out, uh, there's no need to rush out to get that, you know? If you, you already have your X Factor mm-hmm. McDavid card... I mean, there's going to be some added synergies, I guess. Maybe different abilities. There's got to be something. Yeah, it'll be abilities. Yeah, but there's not going to be much of a difference between the cards. Mm-mm, nope. And again, that's kind of the downfall of X-Factors is that they're just kind of set there. Yeah. But, um, yeah. He had one additional... I don't know if you had anything else on the team of the year. No. Nope. Okay, no, yeah, he had one additional question there at the end. Or actually, two. Sorry. Um, can EA add an idol for Puck Raggers? Um... I don't think they can. That would have to be something with like, uh, what is it? Time machine learning. Yeah. Maybe like time of possession. Yeah, and it's tough. So they kicked like, out. They kicked out people that can't move. Like if you if you someone puts down the controller, it'll kick you out. Mm-hmm. Which they didn't announce. <laughs> it just kind of started happening. Yeah, right. Um, that was no announcement. So you know, you put down your controller during a Hut Champs game. If you're up ten nothing, and then you get a loss, right? To be honest, I, I think that the only way is if you send in proof of someone doing it, they should ban you for seven days i agree with you i wish but that there's was a no thing. there's no way that they would do that i mean ea help sends you canned responses for different games so i can't even <laughs> see bro like i don't see that ever hey this guy's racking the puck well i'm sorry yeah. that you've been having a bad time playing apex legends <laughs> it's exactly like there's no there's no way for them to do that guys because what would end up happening is that 
they would be in a sense you would just one four trap and not allow people out of the zone and you would get be like why am i just running into that so you'd rotate behind your net to like go and it would kick you out it'd be it'd be a game of people trying to get you kicked out yeah essentially the amount of times that it would happen that you would get banned or you'd get a loss when you weren't doing it would far outweigh the times that someone actually puck rating would uh would get which sucks but there's no way to fix that unfortunately yeah and this final question uh can you guys please push ea on adding a goal line shot or a so-called glitch goal to punish people that skill zone well i think <laughs> that let me i think this is the removal of this has made me not be able to get into that like division one because i remember last year the, there's a point guys where you're playing against a certain player base when you get into division one if you do not know the goals that they are not something that you only go for, but they're goals that can be scored in situations. If you do not have those in your arsenal, you will not win. Because if you're just looking for those cross creases or that behind-the-net rotating stuff, players at Division One will just stop it. So last year, when that goal-line goal, I always used it with Jack Hughes, where you basically forehand-wrapped, and then when you got it on the bottom of the face-off dot, you could fire it upstairs. That was an eliminator of skills owners. If you sat in front of your net and just tried to cover the slot, you would get roasted senseless by that. And yeah. part of me is like, it's a glitch goal. It shouldn't be in the game. But it's a mechanic you have to learn that not everyone can do, and it is 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 very easily to be stopped. Because if you just controlled your defenseman and put pressure on, there was no way to do that goal. So yeah. uh, I think I'm in the minority that I would actually love to see a goal like that. You have probably know like four of them. but I don't, actually. But I was thinking... I might be posting something to my channel soon. There might be a goal. I, if, he, if people watch my stream this weekend, there's kind of this spot in the corner of the offensive zone where you can hit it off the back of the goalie's helmet. I think it's going to work in a month whenever the attributes are like 95 shooting and above, and it doesn't work right now in Ultimate Team. Um, so there I might be a goal one, in there. You know, I saw one where if you do a kick D close to your goaltender on the goal line, it, it, it goes in, right? it's disturbing that one yeah. was tough to watch somebody sent that one to me too so um, yep. i think there's going to be things that start to like come out as the attributes go up mm -hmm. um but even then back to like what we were talking about earlier with the gameplay right like people are skill zoning because people are only scoring on yep. those far side wraps which aren't really a glitch goal or the cross nope. crease so yep. people have to learn how to work the puck and maybe take some lower percentage shots that normally might not go in in prior years that you have to figure out how to shoot this year you mentioned it earlier with the far side wrist shot the far side wrist you shot. gotta force yourself out of your comfort zone to learn new things yep i agree uh, yeah um all right on to the next question um and this is one that i'm going to defer to you sleeves because you're mr ea sports nhl the um, face of hut you are the I've face of hut yeah did you see that uh where did i see that mentioned dude i got so i beat somebody in hut champs yes, and i yes. got full i got a full paragraph bro a full one where in it he told me i was a disgrace and that he couldn't believe i was the face of hut so i and i posted Can, on Twitter i have to mention that one to you because i was very disappointed in that so i am not going to name names but the person that did mention or message you that was somebody that had messaged me about a week ago with some very kind words. Um, you know, like, I had helped him through something, I think, and whatever. Very kind person. And then I see you post this, you know, screenshot where, you know, he goes off on you. And I'm thinking, like, this is the same guy that messaged me this very nice stuff. What are you doing, man? Like, come on. Like, Sleeve's a nice guy. There's no need to 
to talk like that. Like, and for future reference, like my favorite thing, guys, on my channel is absolutely demolishing trolls. So this guy opened up the statement by saying, "On God, there isn't one aspect of the game you're even slightly close to me in." So I responded with, "Except the scoreboard on God, XOXO, the face of Hut." And that was pretty much the the nail in that coffin when it was posted to social media. So, nonetheless, I love those messages because it's just free content. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, the question, right? <laughs> I got face sidetracked on the face Same, of that, right? I forgot, yeah. Yeah. So, first <laughs> off, oh, this is from Cambo World. Uh, okay. First off, love the pod, but I, know that, but I know about the transfer from current gen to next <laughs> in December, like the 20 players in one coach. But I was just wondering if coins will transfer over too, because I have two hundred thousand and I don't want to lose my coins. No, coins will not transfer over, guys. I I have no faith that this will work, and part of me is kind of excited to to see. But like, I feel bad because there I see there is no possible way this goes smoothly. But no, what happens is it takes your card collection. And then it will give you a, a pack amount allotment based on your the value they deem for your collection. And I'm willing to bet it's based on overalls and nothing else. Is it an untradable or tradable pack allotment? I, dude, it wouldn't surprise me if it was untradable. You know what's terrible about that is like thinking about it. Like I, I did the ultimate sin and ultimate team. I actually think it might be tradable because the cards you send over are become untradable. So I okay. doubt the packs would be too, but it's EA. I have no idea. So like if you have 200,000 coins, right. And they give you, um, a pack allotment based on that, that's yeah. an ultimate choice pack. And then like a 75 K pack, uh, I, like, I spent 200,000. Uh, listen, I spent 200,000 actual coins on packs yesterday. I got nothing. So those 200,000 coins, you better buy an untradable or you better buy an X factor and just trade it over. And it becomes yeah. untradable because you're not going to get anything from a pack. I agree. And yeah. I don't think it's going to work, and I feel bad for that. It just, I have no faith right now. Um, we had a comment um, from somebody about the Kessler and Yager comments we had last week. Um, yep. Maybe they're tied to their gold values. And this guy says he's um, some guy 2947. So not, <laughs> not some guy I'm talking about, but some guy 2947. We made him consider swapping his team builder set Kessler out for the 70 to test this out so if you did test it out please let us know somebody yes. asked me to do this right somebody's like yeah. you should play 20 games with the whatever and then 20 games with this one and i'm like look that sounds like a lot of work i try to eliminate all the work in my life whenever it comes to this so i'm gonna <laughs> leave that up to you so if some at some point if you want something sleeves you should try that out all right i will yeah i have no idea i think that it, it's it's gonna be very curious I don't, I don't know what it is about those cards yeah and bedard sucks so I, like i got rid of him he he's only got a silver or gold i believe so i mean hey i think it's just his height i don't know that yeah, he didn't so seem too. fast yeah it's, it's acceleration bro it's his acceleration and like whenever i took a shot with him like the first time i took a shot with him i had his uh one of his abilities activated and i think it was a shot one okay. but then like i took those off and i took a shot and it was like a muffin yep and this is Another tinfoil hat theory, um, but I think there's some truth to this. Shooting is directly correlated with players' height. So players that are shorter, um, whenever you hold the right stick, um, like if you have a right-handed shot, you hold you would hold it to like four o'clock to wind up the wrist shot. Yeah. Because they're small, 
they don't have the same range of motion as a taller player, so you get weaker shots regardless of what the attributes are. Come That's what on. I think. No, no, no. It, it's always... I, so I've always felt that way with taller players. I'll, I'll give you another example that is true, okay? So going back all of these years, um, you have two situations, right? Yeah. Or two different players. You have a six foot three player cutting across the slot, and you're doing the old, like, glitchy, like, short side wrist shot snipe, right? Whenever you would do that, you would cut across, let's say a left-handed shot, you would hold the stick out, right, towards the middle, and then mm -hmm. shoot it back. The mm -hmm. taller player, because he has the longer reach, drags the puck over further, which causes the goalie to slide over further. Whenever you have somebody that's like five foot seven, the goalie's not going to slide over as much because the puck's not going as far, so it's harder to score on those shots. That one, I believe, is like 98% true. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm on my uh, QAnon conspiracy stuff at the no, end. No, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, grasping at straws. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, no, do you do you think that's reasonable? It, maybe. I mean, it, I never thought about it. I honestly, okay. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So that was it for the uh, questions we had. Okay, man. Well, yeah. again, guys, we are going to post this on Reddit again. So just leave your cause. It's the easiest way for us to do it, and we can leave it throughout the week. So if you guys want, just go and look on Reddit for I always make it Hut 22, Hut Podcast. This will be ep, ep 9. So, guys, thank you again for listening, and we will be back next week to talk uh, the new event. Yes. All right, guys. Well, you guys have a great one. Kesso, it's been good talking to you, and we'll see you guys next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.